Good morning and welcome to our online worship service here at First Presbyterian Church of St. Albans. We're so blessed that you have decided to worship with us and we hope that this worship service finds you well. A couple of announcements. Um, as most churches, we will not be having in-person service until the order has been lifted by the governor allowing us to all come together again. We'll also be having online Zoom Sunday school on Sundays at six o'clock. Please tune into our um, Facebook page for more information. We'll be posting a link to that Zoom uh, meeting soon, as well as our last Wednesday night study will take place via Zoom this Wednesday at 6.30. So watch again on our Facebook page for that information. With that being said, please join together with us as we prepare to worship God. Please join me in the call to worship. Oh mortal, can these bones live? Only the Lord God knows. Oh people, hope in the Lord. With the Lord there is steadfast love and great power to redeem. Now join together in our gathering song, How Firm a Foundation. Called a confession. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Trusting in the spirit of God, let us confess our sin. O oh, oh, Lord, if you if held our sin, our sin against, against us, us who, who could live? Who, who could stand? We seem to have more faith in death then hope in your promise of life. life. We, seek we seek peace through war, war and find security in weapons. weapons. We abandon the hungry, the hungry, sick, and dying. 
and pursue wealth by making others poor. And even so, you love us. Still, there is forgiveness with you. Therefore, we worship you. For you alone, O Lord, can save us from death and redeem us from our sin. Amen. O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. If Jesus Christ dwells in you, the Spirit of God will be your life, and the grace of God will be your righteousness. And if the Holy Spirit dwells in you, then God, who raised Jesus from the dead, will also give life to your mortal bodies. Friends, this is the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to Thanks God. Thanks be to God. And our scripture reading today comes from Ezekiel chapter 37, starting with verse 4. Please listen for the word of God. The hand of the Lord was upon me. And he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord, set me down in the midst of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me round among them. And behold, there were very many upon the valley. And lo, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. And as I looked, there were sinews on them. And flesh had come upon them. And skin had covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great host. And you shall know that I am the Lord, when I open your grave, and raised you from your graves, O my people, and I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, says the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now join me in the hymn, Breath, O Me, Breath of God.
Now let us join in our second text, that from John chapter 11. I'll be reading verses 1 through 15 and 32 through 45. But I would ask if you are able to read all the verses of uh, between 1 and 45 to get f the full details of this whole story. But let us now turn to verse 1 through 15, 32 through 45. John 11, beginning with verse 1. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness is not unto death, for it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by means of it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, so when he heard that he was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this he said to the disciples, Let us go into Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were but now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of the world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. Thus he spoke. And then he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awake him out of sleep. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. To verse 32. Then Mary, when she came where Jesus was and saw him, fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he, too, was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus deeply moved again came to the tomb. It was a cave, and the stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you would believe you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. I knew that thou hearest me always, but I have said this 
on account of the people standing by, that they may believe that thou didst send me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with bandages, and his face wrapped with a cloth. cloth. Jesus said to him, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what he did, believed in him. Our scriptures this morning from Ezekiel 37 and John chapter 11 are about return, the ultimate return, resurrection. However, the opening scenes in our two passages couldn't be more different. The Ezekiel passage has a valley of dry bones. It talks about the God taking Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel, into that valley. And Ezekiel is told by God to bring them back to life. And Ezekiel thinks this challenge is unfair because he knows he doesn't have the tools or the capability to accomplish what God has asked, and he will fail. Our lesson from John is of Jesus being called to Bethany. By the way, Bethany in Hebrew means house of affliction. Jesus desperately needs to be present at the side of his longtime friend, Lazarus, who is deathly ill. It is almost like Jesus, who everyone expects to be able to save him, wants him to die. Jesus lollygags around, seemingly wasting time instead of it immediately heading to his friend's side, the brother of Mary and Martha. In Ezekiel, the death has already occurred, yet life is expected in spite of the hopelessness of not having the tools and the ability. In John, life is hanging on, but death is expected, yet healing is delayed. We are like Mary crying that help, it seems, is not present. Now could these two passages be any better planned than to be today's lectionary passage, scheduled for this Lenten Sunday so many, many years ago. It's one of God's wonderful planning for us to hear today, to be ready to hear, to understand better His way and His truth. For we have heard that death has already occurred, yet life is expected in spite of the hopelessness of not having the tools or the ability. And life is also hanging on, but death is expected. Yet healing is delayed. We are like Mary crying. We're crying for help that seems is not present. How many of us are hearing all the stories of death and near death all around us? The doctors and nurses sending out videos of their emergency rooms, their ICU rooms, showing videos where they have a lack of equipment. 
equipment for their safety, and equipment for the healing of the increasing caseload of coronavirus patients. The governors and mayors are shutting down business and life as we know it with orders to stay home. The staggering and overwhelming pile of statistics in this country and around the world, such as what has been happening in Morgantown, a whole nursing home with 16 residents and four staff all suffering with coronavirus. How many of our own loved ones, our own congregational members are in such places? And we, well, we're holed up in our homes, acting or should be acting as if we're sick so that we and others do not spread or contract the virus. This virus which is so new to us humans that we don't have any immunity. And the question is, are we more like the subject of Ezekiel? already dead and depending on God's prophet to be able to do something, to do some amazing thing? Can we get all the pieces together? Or are we more like the subject of John's talking about Mary, who's worried about delay, delay, delay. When is the healing coming? Where is Jesus? Maybe we are a little bit of both. After all, in Ezekiel's passage, it is about resurrection, although it is not about physical human resurrection, but God being able to call together all the people of Israel back from their deadly preoccupation with other gods, other powers. The politics of Ezekiel's day had had found Israel chasing after other allegiances. Not with their neighbors, not with God, but they were seeking far-off nations who have dangled promises of powers and prestige. And John's passage is about human resurrection, but it is also used as a sign and promise. It isn't specifically about Lazarus, although he does gain a temporary reprieve, but he's not out of the woods yet. The resurrection is really about Jesus, looking forward to his own death and his own resurrection, which will free us and Lazarus from eternal suffering and offer the promise that nothing and no one on earth can offer. This is where we are after all. We're dead and we're dying. Hey, God, you want me to do what now? Where? We're also waiting and depending. Jesus, if you had only been here days ago. Let us pray. Jesus Christ, Son and Savior, Spirit of truth and light of the world. We ask that you help us put the pieces of the puzzle our lives have become back into place. Get the pieces of hospital gear, the masks, the gowns, the ventilators to their needed stations. 
help and guard all who are present in the front lines in these healing places. Bring the test to anyone who requests, not restricted by more regulations and rules. Help them to know and be sure where they are and how safe they are for their own sake and others. Quicken the pace of the vaccine's readiness. Make the volunteers and specialists come together in these trials. We cry to you that you can call us from this grave situation we find ourselves in. Unbind us and let us go. Make us sure of your resurrection powers, your everlasting life. We pray all this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Now let us together affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us gather ourselves together in our prayer for the congregation on this fifth Sunday of Lent. Let us pray. Eternal God, creator of the world and giver of all good, we thank you for the earth, our home, and for the gift of life. We praise you for the love that you have given us in Jesus Christ, who came to heal this broken world, who died rejected on the cross and rose triumphant from the dead. Because he lives, we live to praise you, our God, forever. We thank you for the gift of our evangelism and congregational care co committee, for their continued connection and communication with those of us stuck at home. So we pray as well for Donna and Seal, Connie and Linda, Jennifer and Abby, for their good work. We ask that you continue to give them your patience and time and skill. We pray as well for the session and their continued care for our congregation as they observe the news and seek to do the best for all of us, not only this congregation, but this community. Continue to give them your will and your way. We are grateful to the pastor nominating committee that continues its work and search for the next called pastor for First Presbyterian St. Albans. We ask you, God, to give them your continued insight and outlook and feeding of the Spirit. 
We pray for all of our leaders and those making the terrible and needed decisions, especially those of our state governors who have chosen to close down businesses and to order people to stay at home, again for the safety of all until this coronavirus pandemic curve can bend down and slack off. This slacking off hasn't happened yet, Lord, and so we look to you to, and we seek you. We cry out to you to continue to be with us and save us. We ask you, Lord, that you would protect our medical staff, our doctors and nurses, the technicians, that you would watch out for and protect those who clean the rooms, those who are in the emergency rooms, those who are in the emergency clinics. We ask you to be with those who are working toward a successful vaccine against this virus. We ask you to continue to send willing volunteers for the studies that are still needed. Help those who are continually testing medicines and procedures that can ease people's symptoms and can get them through the worst of the disease. We are thankful for this spring that is coming that allows us to get out of the house, to get out of our apartments, to walk in the air and to soak in the vitamin D from the sunlight. Give us your patience, your kindness, your commitment to others in this time of, in which we are separate. Watch out for those we love. Prepare those who are separated from family and friends who are in the hospital. Give them your peace. We ask you to continue to support the Moyer family after Ian's death this past week. Give them the knowledge of your everlasting life and resurrection. We are grateful for others who have been in the hospital and have returned home, like, like Debbie Parsons and Millie White. Continue supporting them in their rehabilitation at home just as you are doing with Glenna Arthur and Peggy Young, Carol Buck, Pebble Post. There are many in our congregation and families who, who have had procedures put off because of this pandemic, whether it is for nerve ablations or soldier sur shoulder surgeries or even dental visits. Lord, keep them in good health until the worst is over and the medical staff has had a period of rest. Be in us your love and hope and, and be mindful forever of our needs, Lord. We will continue to praise you and look to you and seek you. In all these things and more, we lift up your name. And we pray this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ the one who offered to us in prayer, saying, We pray all this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and God's Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. May the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit remain with you always. Amen.